Okay. So when I sat down, when I sat down in this chair, I actually felt like relief or some feeling came over me. I don't know, can't, not quite sure how to describe it, but it feels good to be back in the saddle, back in my seat, back here doing the Procrastinated Podcast. Thank you for joining me this week. We're going to talk about, so tragically more of the same, still getting caught up in my system of life. I need to, still feel the need to go home. Uh, I've made progress with my secret admirer. We're going to touch on that, how our relationship has changed a little bit. But, if I'm being 100% honest, the majority of this episode is going to be spent on the biggest thing to happen to me this week. Well, two biggest things that have happened to me this week. Going to Purdue and Liverpool beating Manchester United 5-0 at home. Or away, I mean. At Old Trafford. Let's get into it. been a pretty busy it was a pretty pretty busy week uh i just had like a lot of people trying to make plans with me and then actually having the things i already have to do i've ran into this this problem i mean not just now but throughout all of college where i have friends i know i know people people want to hang out with me i want to hang out with those people we're friends that's what friends are but i often will say we should hang out or i bump into people we should hang out oh yeah text me text me and then nothing ever pans out. And I feel bad for it. I feel like it's my fault. But I feel like it sort of falls on both people. I feel mainly bad about it because I have multiple relationships that are that way. And I feel like I'm missing out on interaction with people from my school that I like. And that's not good. I'm like, I'm devaluing my college experience. And I think I need to make that minor change. Because even if I hang out with the people and it's weird or whatever, I hung out with them and keeping those connections or friendships or whatever going, I think is the important part. Musala. So I said I'm getting caught up in my schedule as I was. That's kind of because it was busy and I, I, I just need some time off, I think, like a weekend off or something just to detox because I didn't get a fall break. So just going in that circle, it's really not, it didn't drag me down this much, much as much this week as it has in previous weeks, but... We're still, we're still dealing with it for sure. Luckily this week, I did get a, a chance to get away from my problems, get away from campus, and that felt pretty good. On Saturday, I went to, well, actually, let's, before Saturday, let's jump back to Friday. On Friday, so as, we, as I mentioned, as I've talked about in the past couple weeks, I have a secret admirer. Well, now not so secret admirer. I have, I have a new friend, we'll say. <laughs> and we made plans to hang out today. But we texted earlier, or emailed and texted late last week. Ended up hanging out last Thursday. She was going to paint my nails. Didn't happen. But we got, we mainly just like meeting each other, getting better acquainted with each other, getting like more comfortable, like feeling each other out a little bit, you know? Because I just want to learn more about a person who is, one, brave enough, but confident enough to drop a book in somebody's mailbox just because they listen to their podcast and think they're kind of interesting. So there's making, making progress there, making new friends. I say I'm not hanging out with my old friends, but I'm making new friends. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Musala. On Saturday, I did, I finally got away from my problems for a little bit, got off campus, got, went to Purdue, and spent the day just at the Purdue tailgate with my friend from Purdue. Uh, Purdue lost to Wisconsin, thank God. Don't go uh, IU. Bro. 
what is your problem, bro? There's a guy that just walks through the street. Granted, I know I'm doing my podcast and my garage door wide open, but he just walked in front of my garage the whole time, just staring me down, trying to re- learn what was going on, which I guess now that I say that kind of makes sense because when you walk by, you're just seeing a guy sitting at a desk in his garage talking to his phone. That was a bad whistle. Hello. Have a good day. Thanks. So you get people like the guy that walked by and just gave me a look. You get people like that that don't know what I'm doing, aren't quite sure. But then you be like my roommate, Sophie, who just left. She sees me. She knows exactly what I'm doing and gets it. And then even earlier when I was doing my intro, one of my room or my neighbors, she walked out to one of her friend's car or whatever, and she gave me a look. And she's walked by at times when I'm filming my podcast before. It's just funny the different interactions that happen when I'm filming my podcast. Anyways, back to Saturday. So, Saturday, I went to Purdue, stayed with my friend Gage Miller, my best friend from high school. So I wanted to see him, spend time with him, get off campus as well. And I got to enjoy the Purdue, not tailgate as much, Purdue football game, the atmosphere. I grew up going to Purdue football games. My grandpa, my grandpa Fred, big ups. He took me to, (laughs) he had season tickets back in the day, so he took me to games. So it's a familiar environment to me. And football... Purdue football games, they have a certain feeling, but college football games, just the college football atmosphere, I get why people love it. It's just so, I don't know. I feel like college sports are maybe the, the biggest happy medium in between professional and amateur like and high school sports, which is why they're there, obviously, but it's polished, it's put together, but also it's casual because people are there to party, and that's a really good combo. Makes for a a quality environment if you allow yourself to enjoy it even the smallest bit. We went out on Saturday night. We went ventured into the Purdue campus just to go to some bars, see what was up. I hang out with some other of my friends, texted my friends from high school, met some of Gage's friends, met some new people, and that was the goal ultimately. Uh, may or may not have ended up kissing a stranger, which was kind of fun. Uh, I, I, I do, as much as I don't enjoy partying or going out or getting wet and wild, I do enjoy when my body's like feeling it, you know, when I'm feeling up for it. Because you make you that's when you're you're making college memories you're making you're having those experiences that people talk about oh you're going to the bars and meeting people and blah, blah, blah. whatever they say about college or whatever those times are good and i feel like maybe i haven't had uh, as many of those times in college as i should have but they're sprinkled in there there's 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 a, there's a solid amount of there anyways I had a great time at purdue so good to see my friend Gage. Uh, also, his roommate, Kobe Balson. Shout out to him. I think I said I owed him a shout out on the podcast. Uh, I'm not sure. Anybody else that probably would listen to it? Gage's mom was there. Love you, Mrs. Miller. I don't know. That's, yeah, that's pretty was fun. Moosala. Manchester United versus Liverpool at Old Trafford. Kickoff was at 1130 on Sunday. I made it late to our watch party at my brother's work in Noblesville. I was only 10 minutes late, but in my 10 minutes that I was gone, I missed two goals that were scored by Liverpool. Liverpool ended up winning the game 5-0, which is tied for the biggest margin, or second biggest margin of victory between the two teams ever in their storied history. So when I was planning this episode, I was trying to think of ways that I could explain and talk about this rivalry and give context to it and explain the scale or history or whatever, just like the magnitude of it. And I struggled to do so because it's kind of hard to explain to people that don't understand soccer, but I'm going to give it a shot anyways. 
Liverpool and Manchester United are two of the most famous clubs in English soccer football history. Two of the most successful in history. And they really are the rivaled pair within the country in terms of all-time legendary greatness. Manchester United have a lot of history spread throughout the last century. Uh, a majority of it is from the Premier League era, the early 90s till now. A lot of Liverpool's fame was in the 70s and 80s, but now they have kind of circled back around and are now much better than Manchester United are, are, are Manchester United are. People will debate that, but after this weekend, I don't know if it's much debate, at least at the current moment. So Liverpool and Man United have had this budding rivalry going on for a long time now. And this year, Manchester United had a huge transfer window, signed some huge signings, including Cristiano Ronaldo, the most famous soccer player in the world, perhaps the most famous athlete in the world. Also a good center back and a good, a good midfielder. So people thought things were looking really good for them. They had a good season last year, finished second in the Premier League, and they just signed, made quality signings over the summer. So surely they're just going to get better. It's not panned out that way. They have been pretty buns. But anytime there's a Liverpool-Manchester United game, people always think there's a possibility for anything to happen. Going into the game, I personally thought that Liverpool would walk away with a victory because I'm confident in the boys. But also, I don't know. It just, like, we seem like the better team, more put together. They're still trying to figure it out, and they haven't, and they need to. But we ended up winning 5-0. to zero. Now to put that in perspective, that is tied for the second most large or second biggest margin of victory in a Liverpool versus Manchester United game in history. The first biggest margin in history uh, or margin of victory in history was the first time they ever played before Manchester United was even Manchester United back in 1899, I believe. Liverpool won 7 to 1. And then some point in the mid 90s, early 2000s, I think Liverpool or United won 6-1 at home. Big game, big victory, but Liverpool to go into Manchester United Stadium when both teams are allegedly contending for the title, when Cristiano Ronaldo is on Manchester United wearing the number seven jersey, to go into their home stadium and score th two goals in 10 minutes, four goals in the, by halftime, and win 5-0 overall with Manchester United getting six yellow cards and one red card, one player sent off. Also, they scored a goal, but it was called back. Combine all of those things, and it's one of the most historied matchups in Premier League history. Definitely in the Liverpool-Manchester United rivalry. Just sheer embarrassment for Manchester United and any fan of Manchester United. Because Liverpool, like I said, they're the biggest rivals in English history. And to get just waxed, waxed, 5-0 at home is unbelievable. If they got beat 5-0 at Liverpool, at Anfield, at Liverpool's home stadium... It's not as surprising because that's a fortress and Liverpool at home and you just have more leeway. But to get 5 nilled at home. If you don't understand soccer, that may not seem like a lot because it's 5-0. to zero, But that is absolutely unreal. And one of my main takeaways, even though I've known this from this match, one of my main takeaways, Mohamed Salah on Liverpool is the best player in the world right now. No questions asked, no competition at all. Throughout this season, his, his, his season to date, He's played 12 matches, scored 15 goals, and had 5 assists. So, throughout this season, Mohamed Salah has scored or assisted on a goal every 56 minutes. 56 minutes. 
A game is 90 minutes, and he has scored a goal or assists on a goal every 56 minutes. Nearly won every single half of every game. Now, if you don't understand soccer, I don't know how to put this into scope for you, but that is absolutely unbelievable. In his last 10 games, he scored 14 goals. I, that is, he hasn't scored in only one game this season. I don't know if there's a better start to a season in recent history. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong because I'm biased. But what an unbelievable season. I'm just repeating myself. I need to make a point here. Mohamed Salah embarrassed Manchester United in their own background. And they played up to Cristiano Ronaldo, the most famous soccer player in the world. He didn't even get on the score sheet. He almost scored a goal. And if he'd scored the goal, I would have been very upset. Because not only does 5-0 look so much better than 5-1, if Cristiano Ronaldo's on the score sheet, it can create a narrative that, oh, Cristiano did what he could. He, he, he at least started the fight back. But no. You scored, but you didn't, bud. It got pulled back. Didn't count. Sucks to suck. And this definitely means that Ole's out. Ole is there. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is their manager, Manchester United. He is out for sure. After losing 5-0 to Liverpool at home, there's no real way a Manchester United manager comes back from that. Especially after losing, this is their fourth loss or fourth, fourth game in a row they failed to win. Ole out for sure. So in this game, Mo Salah scored a hat-trick, which is the first Patrick in Premier League history, so since 1992, to be scored against Manchester United at home. And it's the second in the last century. Last one was in 2003 when Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, scored a hat-trick in the Champions League against them. Before then, this isn't, I don't have this exactly on dot, but it's at the, before 1910, it has been more than a century since somebody scored a a hat-trick at Manchester United's home stadium. So that's a record tied, broken. I mean, I don't know if it's a record, but an incredible stat. He also became the all-time African leading scorer in Premier League history, passing DDA Drogba. They were both tied at 102 going into this game, or tied at 101. Most scored to go to 102, then 103, then 104. All-time African leading scorer in Premier League history. One of the many records broken. Another record that Manchester United maybe, maybe not, won't be the happiest to claim, but it's also tied for the most cards received by Manchester United in a single match, I think ever. They had six yellow cards and one red card. Paul Pogba got sent off in the 65th minute, or 61st minute. I even have a fun fact with that. He got sent off in the 61st minute, and at that point in the game, Jordan, or Liverpool's captain, Jordan Henderson, had made 28 more passes than all of Manchester United's team. He had made 84 passes. They had made just a measly 56 as a team. And he had made, and Liverpool, or Jordan Henderson had made 28 more. This is also the first time in Manchester United's history that they were down 4-0 at halftime. I just remember sitting there watching the game and just, the, I was almost amazed by the, the, the amount of goals that were going in and also the, the way they came about, it didn't even, my brother said it well, it didn't even sound like they, like we, or feel like we just smashed Manchester United at home. It didn't feel like that. It felt like we kind of just took care of business against a bad team. And Man United supposed to be titling for the challenge, or challenging for the title this year? Mm, I don't think so. Also in this game, Liverpool became the second team in English top flight, so the top league in England's history, to win games back-to-back 5-0. They beat Watford 5-0 last week, and then beat Manchester United 5-0 this week. The last team to do it was Manchester United in 1960. So it's been a minute. 
It didn't feel like a destroying of Manchester United on their home stadium, but it was. And it's one of the, probably one of the more famous games in Premier League history. Absolutely. Mohamed Salah is the best player in the world without a shadow of a doubt. If anybody else says otherwise, they are a hater. I don't care. He's the best player in the world right now. He's from Egypt. He plays for Liverpool. And he might break his own goals record again this season. And is quickly cementing himself as one of the greatest Liverpool players of all time and one of the greatest Liverpool or Premier League players of all time for sure. A legend. An absolute legend. And I apologize if you don't care about soccer and you listen to me talk about soccer for 10 odd minutes, but this game, you should remember this game whether you care or not. It was an incredible delivery, carry out, dine in, whatever you want. Liverpool brought it to Manchester United, won the game 5-0. Mohamed Salah scored a hat-trick and got an assist and got the man of the match award. An absolute domination. Come on, you Reds. Mo Salah. Since we're on sports, I would like to finish talking about the World Series. I must admit, I don't have much about them. I don't know much about them, other than the fact that the Houston Astros are playing the Atlanta Braves. The first game of the World Series is tomorrow at 8.09 p.m. in Houston. I only mention this because my mom asked me about it, and I think she watches the whole podcast. So here you go, mom. This is more on my opinion on the World Series. She asked me this morning, or my siblings and I this morning, how we feel about the World Series, and, uh... I think that was it. Not even like who was playing. Like Houston versus the Braves. How are we feeling in the World Series? Was basically what her text said. For those of you that don't don't know, two years ago, two years ago, two or three years ago, the Houston Astros, Houston Astros actually won the World Series. <laughs> but a year or two after that World Series win, there was an investigation into the way they played, and it was found out that they were cheating. Stealing signs, which means they would play teams and when and they would have a person behind the dugout in the stadium watching the game on TV and they'd be watching the catcher on the screen because the main picture from a baseball game is behind the pitcher looking down the plate and you see the catcher's signs in between their legs like curveball, curveball, whatever. They had a person in the stadium watching the games and he would bang on a drum when... There was a fastball coming or a curveball. I don't know exactly what the pitch was, but they would bang on a drum to make some sort of indication that they knew what kind of pitch was coming so the batter could be more ready. And it gives the batter an unfair advantage. After this investigation, they found them guilty of cheating. And I'm not sure much came out of it. I think they should have probably taken away the World Series win. I'm not sure if they did. They should have, in my opinion. Because I think there was evidence of them cheating in the playoffs. Which, if you're going to cheat, do it in the regular season, I guess. Anyways, my point with this is, cheering for the Atlanta Braves. Not only did they beat the Dodgers to get to where they are. At least I think so. I hope I'm right on that. But they're playing the cheaters, so you always got to cheer against the cheaters. Even though I was cheering for the cheaters early in the playoffs when they were playing the Houston Chicago White Sox. Because I have no friends at school that support the White Sox. Anyways, cheering for the Braves. Braves in four. Even though, for some reason, I feel like I don't even know who's really good or how good these teams are, but I feel like the Houston Astros are going to win, and it's going to be controversial, and it's going to be a big deal, and hoorah, whatever, whatever. It's definitely America cheering against Houston for these World Series. The only people supporting the Houston Astros are the people in Houston. And I hope the Braves just smash them. Just smash them. I've been to both their stadiums as well. Fun fact. Okay, I believe that's it. 
This is a jumbled episode. I apologize. Hopefully editing made this more competent and understand understandable, easier to understand than me rambling and talking because uh, I don't even really know what I said. So, yeah. Good luck, Matthew. I have been your host, Matthew B. Stein. You have been fantastic, as always. Always fantastic. You always look good, too. You're looking great today. Keep your chin up. You're doing well. Thank you so much for watching. I very much appreciate it. And I will see you next week in the same time. Probably in the same place. Enjoy your week. Keep your chin up. It's going to be a cold week. Finally get to start dressing. Put on some real fits. Looking forward to that. Uh, but this has been it for episode 62 of the Procrastinate Podcast. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for watching. Peace out. It's five o'clock in the morning. Ah, Conversation got boring. Ah, Said you're going to bed soon. So I snuck off to your bedroom. I thought I'd just wait there. Ah, Till I heard you come up the stairs. Ah, I thought you thought I was leaving. Ah. Yeah, I don't know the words after that. Peace out! Quick time player!